A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. As always, I'm joined by the wonderful Maggie Conrad. Hey, everybody. We are going to have a great show today, Maggie, but first and foremost, how you doing? I'm good. I'm very excited about all the exciting things that we have that are coming up that are very exciting. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was really good, Maggie. <laughs> you are ready to go today. Maggie's son, Izzy, just celebrated his birthday. He yeah, turned four. four. Oh, my God. He's four years old. Yeah. My oh, little man. I got to get him a monster truck still. <laughs> I got to get him a tiny little monster truck <laughs> that is super cute. He loves his Aunt Mercury. Oh, uh, he's a suck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's so he's so adorable. Whenever he's oh, around, you. though, whenever he's around me, I always feel like he needs to wear earmuffs all the time. <laughs> Because he's sensitive noise. Yeah, he's he very, was covering his ears. Yeah, he's sensitive noise. <laughs> but whenever I talk, I'm just me talking. Yeah. And the poor kid is just there with his hands over his ears. I'm like, I am making this kid's ears bleed. Like, jeez. We do it at home, too. Please I, don't take it personally. I'm a loud, obnoxious lady with a, just a booming voice. Um, but all that being said, Maggie, we got a whole bunch of cues today, right? We do. That is wonderful. Now, for those who are just tuning in for the very first time, I answer DIY questions here every single week, but I don't typically know what the questions are before we go into there. So I am fairly out of the loop on this one. This week, I'm going in blind, too. Oh, wow. You don't know either? Oh, here we go. put all the trust in her. Here we go. (laughs) Okay. So without further ado-do, let's get the first question and answer some cues. You know, you can't wear an old Maggie. (laughs) Hi, Mercury. This is Emily. All pronouns mostly. But I have a question about concrete walls. I recently put in a cat perch, and it's successfully on there. My cat has not fallen off of it. But I broke a lot of drills trying to drill into the concrete wall in the process. And I'd like to now hang up this really big, like, body mirror that I have onto my concrete wall. But I don't want to break a bunch of drills. And so I was wondering if you had any suggestions. Would love to hear more. I tried to ask a question on your live, but there are millions of comments. So I thought Patreon would be a better place. Thank you. Bye. Well, hey, Emily. This is a really good question. Okay. So when we're talking about concrete, it's real hard. Real hard. (laughs) It's a real hard thing to break into, right? But all that being said is that there are some several solutions here that might help you. I think when you say you break a drill, I think you mean drill bit, mm-hmm. right? You got that idea too, yeah, right, Maggie? Yeah, that's what I would expect. And the reason why you're breaking drill bits is because they're spinning and not punching, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So there are concrete bits that you can get, and there are something called a hammer drill. If you are going to keep doing this kind of work, if you're going to keep drilling into concrete, which it sounds like you might be doing, 
I would invest in probably a corded hammer drill is going to be more of an affordable option. Mm-hmm. If you like to stay cordless and you got like a family of like, you know, DeWalt, Milwaukee, Ryobi, or Makita, Bosch. If you have a, a family of drills and you have batteries to those drills already, I would invest in a hammer drill version of whatever product you you like. So, yeah, that would be my, my big suggestion there. Now, when we're talking about it, I would say... Sometimes it's best to put tape in the space that you're going to put tape mm. because you can get, even depends on what kind of concrete wall you got. It can crumble pretty bad, mm-hmm. especially when you start, when you first start it. Oh, yeah. And it, you can have it slip. The bit will want to kind of slip. Same thing on tile. Whenever you're working with that stuff, just putting like some painter's tape or frog tape there oh, sure. can kind of help, you know, put it in the right spot. You can also take like a flathead screwdriver. Or a Phillips head and put it right where you want it and then take a hammer and tap it. Or like a chisel. Mm -hmm. And that just makes a little indent. And that makes it just a little bit easier for the drill bit to spin and kind of gets it going. So that might help some of the process, right? But a hammer drill would be the right solution. All the other drills, I mean, boy, you must have been... Mm -hmm. You must have been... Like really strong. You must be yeah. one of the strongest people in the world, Emily. Uh, you did a great job. Like you should be proud of yourself for being to make a hole in the goddamn wall and not have a hammer drill. Way to go! Mm-hmm. I also want to know how many drill bits you got stuck in the wall. <laughs> I want to know how many times you are left in there permanently. Oh yeah, yeah. She just like hangs a painting above it. <laughs> She's like, nope. There's no drill bit there. Don't worry about that. <laughs> But if you ever do break a drill bit off into a wall, your best bet is to spin it in reverse, mm-hmm. right? You can do that either with a drill or you can take a vice grips and vice grip and just spin it out like you would take a screw out of a oh, wall sure. or something, yeah. right? So, yeah, there's different solutions to those ideas. But you really, when it comes to putting in things into a concrete wall, I think your best solution is going to be a hammer drill. You got anything, Maggie? No, that that sounds right. I mean, I think like we have a concrete fireplace and we hung the TV above it and we didn't even have a hammer drill, but we did have the concrete bit. So that was yeah. super helpful. And to be clear, I mean, often what you do is you got to get specialized screws sometimes for this too, but you can put in like a concrete wall anchor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you can just use an impact driver. To yeah. screw it in because yeah. that's another way you can do it. So so basically what you do is you drill the hole with a hammer drill. Mm-hmm. And then you would set the rest of it with, you know, oft- I, I think often they're designed to be like they come with a tube that you hit with a hammer and mm-hmm. they go in to the wall and hook into yeah. the wall. Yeah, and those. then you take an impact driver and drill through whatever you need to go through, like, you know, a bracket or something. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the screw into the wall. So that's how it usually works. Mm-hmm. There are some straight up fucking screws that are designed for concrete, mm-hmm. you know, but I would never go into that directly without pre-drilling and concrete. Yeah. No, of course. Also, you'll be going through like 10 or 15 of those fucking things before you <laughs> make a goddamn indent. So, And you'll snap the screw. Oh, my God. Snapping screws is way worse. <laughs> way worse than snapping a bit. Because the way that their flanges go into whatever they're mm-hmm. going into, mm-hmm. boy, if you snap one of those off and you don't have much to go off of, like yeah. if it's just like barely any is sewing, whoop, I guess you're making another hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whoopsie yeah. doodle. I think we did a good job, Maggie. What yeah, do you that think? was very thorough. Oh, very thorough. You can tell that today I am medicated on my HD, <laughs> ADHD medication. Yeah. Way to go for being medicated, Maggie. Okay, are we ready for the next question? Hi, my name is Jessica. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I have a sink in my bathroom that does not like to drain. And I have, I'm not able to take the top off of it so I can like get down in there. The handy people at my apartment have put some chemicals down there and it solved the problem for about a week and it's back to being a problem. So I didn't know if there was like a better solution to pouring chemicals down my sink. Kind of really not sure where to even start. And uh, I do trust my handy people at my apartment complex, but I would like to kind of learn how to do this on myself. And yeah, thanks so much. And I apologize if you've answered this question already, but I totally just discovered you. So I'm very grateful. Thanks. Bye. Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. I also love that at the very end you apologize. First of Aww. all, first and <laughs> foremost, I did answer this question a bunch, but it's one of my fucking favorite yeah. uh, questions. And also every single time someone asks me, there's a different angle or take on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So before I go into this, Maggie, do you want to share anything about this real quick before you've heard me go on this spiel like 800 times? <laughs> so what do you what do you I, I want to hear the spin on it that you're going to put? Basically, because it's <laughs> Jessica and now everything is going to be about Jessica and making sure she kicks ass. That's the spin. <laughs> There's no spin, Maggie. I don't know. Speaking <laughs> up. Don't put me on a spot. You don't want me to put you in a spot. Put me in a goddamn spot. <laughs> I just lobbed that one back. Yeah, to you. you did. Yeah. But do you have anything you throw in here before I, I jump and tear this one apart? No, let's hear it. Okay. So my hot take on this is, is I hate chemicals. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I always say chemicals are a last resort, not the first one. If you do chemicals, chemicals are a, an expensive reoccurring bill <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't solve the problem. What it does is loosen up the clog and send it down the drain. That's all it does. It doesn't typically dissolve it. You might have 100% lye products that will dissolve hair, but they don't dissolve the grime and the dirt as well. And then you've got Drano that dissolves grime and dirt well, but not always hair well. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have these products that don't really always do what they need to. And your pipes inside of your home are not the pipes that you see on YouTube that take a glass of Drano and then put a hair in it and it dissolves in an hour. The right? liars. That just isn't how this works. Clean pipes, brand new pipes, mm-hmm. and a glass are not your pipes at home. They are filled with moisture. They are filled with debris. They're filled with grime, calcium sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're filled with a lot of things. Now, picture this. you got all that stuff that's in the way. And about eight feet down the drain, you have a clog. Let's say it's hair that's wrapped around another thing that's like grime or something. right? And you pour down the Drano. Well, that Drano would maybe do a really good job if it's shallow. If it's Mm -hmm. got like, you go one foot, you hit the clog, and then... Maybe you loosen it up, right? But if you don't do that and you got to go eight feet, that Drano has to travel through all that grime, Mm -hmm. all that moisture, all of that debris that might be in there, and then hit the actual clog and then sit there for about 15 to 20 minutes. Okay? Now, if it sits there 
it may just seep past it. It may not actually eat all of it. It may just go to the, find a hole. I mean, it's so diluted by then. Yes, and it's diluted. Maggie, I was good to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it'll be diluted because if it's going all that distance, if it's yeah. going eight fucking, it's like when you're running a marathon. Yeah, that first mile, you're feeling great. But try doing that the rest of the way. You can't mm-hmm. maintain that momentum the whole time. you got to pace yourself. Drano knows no pace. Drano's all in the entire time, and by the time it gets to the finish line, it's ready to pass out. And that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So Drano doesn't do none of these products, none of these draining cleaning, and even green gobblers, none of these do a good enough job for me to justify to say that's the route to go. Now, what you should do, if you have a little stopper, sometimes you can twist those out. Like Sometimes they have a little head that can twist right mm-hmm. off. But if you don't have that, right, if it's all in there and it's one unit, go underneath and you have something called a P-trap, okay? Your P-trap looks like a U. They call it a P because when you (laughs) grab the whole thing and you turn it to the side, it looks like one P. It's called the P-trap assembly, okay? Now, the P-trap is how they prevent backflow prevention, okay? It looks like a U, but backflow prevention is essentially a way to prevent smell from coming from the sewage and a way to prevent like overflow coming mm-hmm. from that area, right? So that little loop that goes down and then back up is actually there to like prevent that from happening. Now, A, when you open it up, you actually might find a clog. Now, very common that you will find a lot of stuff that's in there. Wash it out, blow it out if you can. Not with your mouth, I mean, blow it out with it. <laughs> With an air compressor. Sorry, I worked with air compressors so well. I always said blow them out. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't don't blow it out. Don't it's not a birthday cake. Air compress it out. It's the worst birthday cake you could ever have. But you can you can yank it out with something, pliers and whatever. Sometimes you have I've seen some I think you showed me this. Can you do this in the P trap where you push it? A paper towel through it. Yep, yep. You can you can take a piece with of, like a long. You can take a paper towel and put it in the P trap, mm-hmm. and you can take like a, you know, even a wired brush from like mm-hmm. a toilet, have it a spare one, and just push it right through. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and that does a really good job. But yeah, typically that's what you got to do. Now, I suspect this is a problem that's farther down because they use chemical drain cleaners, mm-hmm. and because they use chemical drain cleaners, I would suggest that this is a pretty bigger problem. Like it's not a little one. Because, again, it's a temporary fix on a long-term problem. And the more you do it, the, the worse you make it. Because if you every time you have a clog, right, you could have a shallow one that's like two or three feet down. But every time that you put Drano, you're loosening it up mm-hmm. and you're setting it farther down. And it could be collecting a big clog stuck inside mm-hmm. of your drain 30, 40 feet down. Sometimes in your stack. And your stack is a big old pipe. That leads to the sewage line. So, like, be careful. Be mindful. Don't want to do all that shit, right? Want to be mindful that you're not causing a huge problem. So, I would say get yourself a skinny drain cleaner. The one that I recommend the most is a Cobra skinny drain cleaner. It's $10, $12. Linked in the description. Link in the description. Maggie always <laughs> thinking about business. And it is only 8 to 10 feet long. Mm-hmm. It's not long enough to get you in severe trouble but it's long enough to take care of most jobs because anything longer than that you would usually recommend getting a professional yeah yeah 
And I have videos on it that are also linked in the description. <laughs> they will uh, be. <laughs> yeah. And they are videos that show how to use a Cobra Skinny Drain Cleaner. It's a very simple device to use. I highly recommend it for people. And it's pretty easily storable. It's very mm-hmm. small, so you can keep it in an apartment. If you don't want like that and you need something more heavy duty, that's when we get a pistol grip hand dogger. Mm. They're much more heavy duty and they're about 25 feet typically, but they are thicker and more sturdy, mm-hmm. which means that they're more likely to take a bigger, harder Because Isn't the like the wire part that also goes into the pipes a little bit thicker? Yeah. So that's what makes it So sturdier. the skinny drain cleaner is one eighth of an inch. Mm-hmm. Like it's very thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think think that your Cobra Skinny Drain Cleaners are a quarter inch. You know, it gets bigger when you go to like toilet augers are right. a much thicker. They're like half inch and bigger, right? Or three quarters maybe. And they're thick, right? So when you have bigger of an opening, you need bigger of an auger, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to have bigger clogs. If it's a bigger hole and clogged, it's going to be a bigger clog, right? So that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, Pipe math. Yeah. Now... If you're having a problem and you're trying to get it down the drain, you can't get it down the drain because the the wire itself is pushing around you and, and just mm-hmm. you like feeling it hit a curve and you can't get it to go past the curve, which is very common. Take the tip of it and bend it at a 45 degree angle. So you like mm-hmm. go like an inch or inch and a quarter in and then just bend it at a 45 degree angle. What that does is when you're turning the auger or spinning the auger, that is catching the corners and you're more likely to grab one of the the bends mm-hmm. and have it pull itself down. Sure. So that's all my tips and tricks for that. Highly recommend that route. And if you don't want to go that route, if you're like, I fucking hate those uh, <laughs> augers, I can't do that. You might be able to get away with a plunger. You know, sure. if you get an accordion plunger and you cover up the the overflow drain with a rag, a wet rag, mm-hmm. and that means the only suction possible is where that stopper is, Right. you put the stopper there when you have a little bit of a, a water buildup around the sink. You put the stopper in the water on uh, over top of the stopper. Uh, the plunger. You, you put the plunger in the water over top <laughs> of the stopper, and you just start, you know... Whacking away at it. And the sink ones are the uh, sink accordion ones are the small ones, right? Like they're, yeah. they're mini. Yeah, those are the ones I recommend. But you can use a regular sink plunger mm-hmm. if you want to. They're a little sure. bit bigger. I think the suction could be harder if you got like a severe steep on your sure. sink. You know, like if your sink is much more steep, you're mm-hmm. going to have that kind of problem. So I I think that accordion plunger, it's smaller and more effective. It has more of a pumping action. Mm-hmm. And I highly, I like anything that pumps good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a clean podcast, ma'am. Okay. All right. Get out of here, Maggie. If those are listening for the first time, I got to tell you, Maggie has a dirty mind and a dirty mouth. Don't listen to her. She acts all nice and proper, but I'm telling you, she is way more dirty That's than I am. That's for behind the scenes. Oh, That's yeah. for the pre-show after show. That's for the pre-show after show? Okay. For those who have listened to the pre-show after show. Uh, you all know this. Maggie, Maggie's a dirty one. I am the innocent little child, and Maggie's over here talking about a lot of inappropriate stuff. Well, and if you're curious what we're talking about, check out our Patreon. Yeah! Okay. All that being said, I, I answer this fairly decent. Yeah. I love hearing your rants on chemicals. That's why when you shot it to me, I'm like, I can't 
rant on that as well I, as you. <laughs> I just, I always feel like if you get me going, Maggie, I will go and I will forget to let anyone else talk. You know what I mean? Like I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a jitterbug. I'm yeah. a jitterbug, Maggie. I got to make sure you get your little zings and zags and, you know. I, I got in there a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. You, you get in there very well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next question. Okay, Maggie just turned red. Let's go. Hi, Mercury. My name is Monica, and my pronoun is she. My question is, I'm a renter, and I have a three-year-old. And one day, my three-year-old was just hanging out in the living room, and all of a sudden, she kind of slipped on the hardwood floor that I have in my living room. And somehow she kind of like bounced off from the floor onto the side of the wall. And now I have a crack in the wall. So temporarily what I've done is just put still wool into the crack. Um, but since I'm a renter and I've never patched up anything like a wall before, I'm not really sure how to do it and what's the best way of doing it. So I kind of need your help to figure out a way how I could be able to patch this up and I can hopefully get my deposit back at some point when I do decide to move because I've never damaged anything and this is like my first big girl apartment. <laughs> Hope you're doing well and take care. Bye-bye. Monica, your child is a testament to if it can go wrong, a child would find a way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kids do the darndest things. I swear. I mean, I didn't know until this call that children can become bouncy balls. They are little bouncy balls. That's how they don't break a limb every time they even, fall. I don't even understand. When I was a child and I fell down the stairs, I literally broke my ribs. And now there's yeah. kids just bouncing around. Well, I think it's like at a certain age, you your bones become stronger and then they start breaking. But yeah, three, they're still very bouncy. Okay, so <laughs> I like how Maggie's just like, yeah, we just throw the kid around in the back of the car. We're just ready to go. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, you know the dog gets you know, the dog gets bored. We just use the, the child as a bouncy ball, you know. <laughs> but all that being said, <laughs> your child uh, accidentally made a crack in the wall. No, it depends on what, what kind of crack we're talking. Like, is this like a a rupture? Is this a hole? Is this like a thin? It's not like crack? a hole. She said she put something in the she, hole. Yeah, like steel, in... like steel wool. Yeah, um, and that makes, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like I mean that that is not necessarily the bad route to go. I got the impression it was like a long crack, mm-hmm. but you're right, it still would 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 not make sense if you yeah. if you had a, just a crack. So, yeah, okay, so you get like a slight rupture or a hole of some kind yeah. in there. I think that what you want is what is that called that I always recommend? Is it a dap presto presto patch? Yeah, the presto patch. I think the presto patch hopefully this is not a hole that's bigger than 4 inches. It doesn't sound like it's that. They're, the kid's head probably isn't even that wide. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm so bad at judging sizes from kids. I have no idea. But that's yeah. That's hilarious. Well, boy, that t- 12-pound kid went right through that wall. That's well, they're wild. bigger than 12 pounds. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maggie, I'm I sorry. Probably like about 30 pounds. 30 pounds? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's bigger than most dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Almost cats, rather. Mercury's uh, learning a lot about kids today. Yeah, you know what? I'm learning a lot about anatomy and kids. I just don't know much about it. But anyways, so I believe that you can use a DAP Presto patch. And that's going to be kind of like what we call a California patch. So all the extra cardboard on the side of it is actually what, like, feathers out and, like, holds on to the drywall when you're patching it all. 
But I recommend uh, something called joint compound. Uh, joint compound is essentially what they use when you are hanging drywall on the wall. It's for the seams. It's for the screws. It's very handy. And it does dry strong. It is flexible and strong. A lot of your other, like, you know, like your uh, stucco and mm-hmm. your, you know, instant patches and your spackle. hot mud and your spackle, all those dry hard but get brittle. Yeah. Right? Not so much stucco. That's more concrete. But my brain went to spackle and I said <laughs> stucco instead. But all that being said, like spackle is pretty lightweight. It's not going to be very strong. Yeah. Hot mud is going to be very sturdy, but not going to be able to handle fluctuation. So when your mm-hmm. apartment shifts or moves like buildings do, it's not going to shift and move with it. It will crack. So my suggestion is joint compound with a joint knife with a putty tray and then with a presto patch and you can see all that on my tiktok i have a description linked in the description (laughs) that will give you more of a visual but i also have a 45 minute video on youtube that goes over the ins and outs of patches Mm -hmm. i highly recommend that think that's one of the better videos we've ever done uh really like that one so if you want to learn more that's the road i would go but when it comes to like this stuff i don't think it's a huge deal if you want to use like a mesh patch of some kind instead of cutting a big hole out, I that would be fine too. Like I, I know sometimes those Presto patches and California patches are kind of intimidating, but they're not as difficult as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather you cut it out than making a big hill. As someone who hasn't done it before, right? If you're using like one of those metal mesh ones Mm -hmm. that go right over it you are making right away a hill you're making a little hill way thicker than just like the thin paper yes it's also going on top of it rather than inserting it inside of it right and they're not ever going to be as strong right Mm -hmm. where the presser patch can if you make it nice and tight enough and the hole is like exactly the size Mm -hmm. all that mud will seep in and, and do a pretty good job keeping it fairly strong so all of that being said, your Presto patch is what I would say is the best option. But you you, you could use like products like fiber tape. Mm-hmm. You could use mesh patches all to fill this up. Or you could even use drywall tape if that is what you prefer. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to know for sure what you're doing. So hopefully all that helps. And <laughs> I cannot guarantee I solved the problem, Monica. But I tried real good. I think you did a great job. And yeah. I think you gave her lots of options. And I think, like, if it's a super tiny crack, like, maybe go with the mesh, you know, the mm-hmm. tape. But anything bigger than, like, an inch, you're going to want probably my, something more sturdy. And I want to throw one more thing in there. I think you should also invest in a helmet and bubble tape. <laughs> um. <laughs> or they have these, like, pads that you could put down that, like, look like rugs, but they're soft, squishy for the oh, kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Boy, jeez. <laughs> just put those everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I, You know, that's a whole lot better than when I was on a farm and then we'd just be playing in the old barn house with a whole bunch of rusty nails, you know? <laughs> Boy, people are way more mindful than we were back when I was a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I think we answered that cue, so let's get another A. Hi, this is Emily, pronouns she, her, and I have a question about installing a rain barrel in an old home. I am moving into a home that was built in, gosh, the early 1900s, like somewhere between 1900 and 1910, and it has box cutters. I want to install a rain barrel so that I can 
collect rainwater and use it in my garden and be sustainable in that way. But I don't know if I need to get these box cutters inspected. Do I need to get them treated? Do I need to get them replaced? Just given the age of the house. I also live in the Midwest where lead paint and all those goodies are part of the mix. And I don't know if this is a good idea or if I should just scrap it and try to find a rain water collection system that doesn't involve my gutters. Thanks for all you're doing. This has been a joy to listen to each week. Have a great day. Bye. Emily, <laughs> you have won the award for one of the toughest questions we've had. Mm-hmm. Not because it has a lot of ins and outs, but because like we had to like look this up specifically. Yeah. Because I've never heard them be called box gutters before. Me either. Again, sometimes I have these big glaring holes in my knowledge because I did property rentals, mm-hmm. right? And I did, you know, facilities maintenance for yeah. a long time. So I have great, vast knowledge in a lot of different fields. But sometimes I have these ginormous holes of like, oh, shit, what is that? Yeah. You know? And I don't know names of things. Maggie knows this about <laughs> me. I don't care about names. Give uh-huh. me the thing with the thing on the thing on the thing and the little zippy zip and it will do And then it's done. You know what I mean? I just don't like names to things. I think it's kind of one of those things that people say names. Mm-hmm. And it's like names are important. It's a little bit elitist sometimes. It can be. But in this instance... It led us down a rabbit hole, yeah. and we have a lot to say. First of all, I want to say, Emily, kudos to you for yeah. trying to be sustainable. I am proud of you. That is wonderful. Way to go, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to try to kind of guide you in the right direction. We're not going to give you the the, uh, the 100%, I'm going to trust this until I die answer, <laughs> because I wouldn't, right? Me and Maggie are learning on the fly with this question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, for those who are just... You know, like this is the first time listening. Box gutters are big, mm-hmm. old. I mean, these are huge gutters. Like you can walk in these gutters. Yeah. And they're big and thick. And they were made out of like a bunch of different stuff. We found out they were made with mm-hmm. lead. They were made with a bunch of different materials. Some were made with wood. They're all over the place. Yeah. So you really don't know for sure until you test it mm-hmm. what it's made out of. Now, these seem great. But there's also a lot of cons that you don't want to throw out really quick for those people. Box gutters have been known to cause leaks in your your ceiling, cause Mm -hmm. leaks in your window, cause leaks in your doors, cause leaks in the walls. Because the way that they're designed, these big things are like literally in your roof. And you have any type... built into the roof, kind of like part of the awning. Yes. Like like normal gutters are just kind of like attached. You know what I mean? Like they're barely... They're not like in your building. But because these box gutters are like in the actual like the structure, they're part they're of the in, structure. They're in the the shinglings yeah. of your roof, the right? Your shingles of the roof. shinglings. Jesus, Mercury. We got it. Uh, we know. You know, again, words. <laughs> not my strong point, but it's in the shingles of the roof, right? Yeah. So that's going to have problems if you have any type of decay there. Mm-hmm. It's going to lead to that, right? So all of that being said, right now. The water will drain through there like it would a normal gutter, and then it's going to go down the tubing, and then it will hit your barrel that you want to add, right? So that's what we're talking about, and that's for the people who maybe don't know what we're trying to say. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to this. Is it safe to use the water that's in the gutter? And Maggie and I think Mm -hmm. no. We, We think I would err on the side of absolutely 
fucking caution <laughs> and say no. Well, I would say get it tested for lead if you really want to. But as far as the garden, absolutely no. If it's lead free, then maybe like the lawn or like the plants or like the foliage that you have around. But I would not absolutely 100% not use it in my garden. I, I would be weary of it. I would be. Yeah. I, yeah. I would be weary of it. Sure. I, 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 part of me is like probably, you know, honestly. I would get it. Te- I mean, at least Emily said it, it was from the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. Oh yeah, the nineteen hundred, the early nineteen hundred. Oh boy, that mean that thing got lead yeah. in it. I would be shocked. That's they, true. Uh, she said that it was in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I mean, a lot of things, almost everything, was built out of lead at that point in time. Yeah. And if it's any type of metal, oh my God, do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, gosh, in that case, if I w- I would have it tested, even if you're not going to use the rainwater. Because then you, it would to me affect where I put uh, a garden, and if yeah. I would even have an in-ground but, garden. But here's at the thing: point. if you like, if you like the box gutters, Emily, and you want to keep them, but you want to replace them with something that's not lead, mm-hmm. right? You can get zinc box gutters, mm-hmm. and they look great. They look fine. They might not be as strong. There's some people who think they maybe they're not like a great long-term solution, but I'm sure there's other options out mm-hmm. there. That would be safer and more sustainable for you in the future. You yeah. seem like someone who really wants to invest in her home to begin with. And this might be the route you want to go to keep that like that style of like yeah. older looking building that has a lot of character. But maybe like, you know, kind of going in the 21st century a little yeah. more rather than like something that has, you know, potentially a poisonous material on yeah, it. Yeah. But you know? I mean, if that's been leaching lead and like if it has been leaching lead into the water for a long time. Yeah. I would just be really careful with that. I, I mean, the thing is, like, how far away is the garden from where mm-hmm. the I mean, you the can do gutters. an above-ground garden. Yeah, so but, just, you know. but what I'm saying, though, is that, like, isn't the the lead already going into yeah. the... So- yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would not put an in-ground garden near the house if there's lead there. If if you yeah, test it and you're there's right. lead in it, I you're would right. not put an in-ground and garden. And that's yeah, that's the that's the whole thing. Like, so what is the real di- big difference mm-hmm. at this point? Do you know what I mean? So I would say don't. I, an above-ground garden is actually a really good suggestion mm-hmm. until you figure some more things out. Yeah, that's a wonderful suggestion and also kind of a cool little project to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's a cool little handy project. But yeah, that's a wild. Mm-hmm. Question, and I've never I actually we thought about. Something it. New today We've too. learned a lot. Like to <laughs> that be was honest, really cool. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've ever learned that much yeah. on the podcast. A little bit of a little bit of this is me being on ADHD medication. <laughs> um, I'm retaining information like really good. <laughs> but all that being said, great question, Emily. Yeah. I hope that this gives you some type of like direction to go in, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Okay. Let's get the last question for the day. Do it. Good morning, Mercury and everyone. Hi. Hey, my shitter's fucky. I flushed her and she responded by filling right up to the top of the rim with water as she she can. Usually have the matter where the plunger fixes it. And in this situation, it did not. I have a fear of snakes not real ones the ones that you got to use as like an auger through the the pipes i can't reach it i've i've reached in to the area the hole the wet anyway water did drain 
I did make a mistake of flushing it again, so now we're back at the we're back here again at the same. It's a it's anyway. I hope I hope you're well, and thank you so much, and I appreciate all that you do, and uh, have a good day. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I have to be honest. Me and Maggie have been <laughs> laughing the entire time because we had to stop the recording and be like. <laughs> The shitty is funky? What, what is happening? <laughs> uh, the toilet is funky, yeah. right? The shitter the is shitter funky. The shitter is funky. But then no. she was using she pronouns. Yeah, for yeah. So and honestly, really you know, God, that toilet, she's always been a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just say uh, I love your message? That was so That great. was one of my favorite ones. It. That was really funny. <laughs> um, but also, what a lot of good stuff in there, too. Yeah. Like, being afraid of augers. I mean, mm-hmm. legitly, I can understand that. Yeah. You know, especially because you're trying to get them clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, augers <laughs> not necessarily the easiest things to clean. Yeah, and I get that. And also, I also understand the idea of like they're just like hard to maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell you some tips and tricks in a second here that hopefully will help you. But it sounds like to make sure that we're on the same page, right, Maggie? Mm-hmm. It sounds like this is an overflowing toilet yeah. that is backing up right yeah. now. I've talked about this before. I just recently did a video about basically there's something. If you look on the side of your toilet, there's like an S curve Mm -hmm. that's usually showing. And there's two air pockets called, um, you know, backflow prevention. The same thing before we were talking about the the P-trap. To take the P-trap and turn it sideways. Mm -hmm. And that's what these are on uh, on your toilet. There's two separate backflow prevention pockets Mm -hmm. that help prevent any sewage smell. Okay, so if you're smelling sewage sometimes in from a toilet or something, mm-hmm. that's a bad sign. That means it's already rising up, mm-hmm. and that means it's in your your S trap, right? Or it could also mean there's a huge blockage sure. in one of your S traps or one in your one of your 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 little air pockets. But in this scenario, if you're having a hard time and you've tried plungers, I'm going to suggest a few other options. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stay away from the CO2 ones. Don't do the CO2 plungers. Oh, yeah. Th- th- these are recipes for disasters, and I have seen multiple people use them and have had an explosion of diarrhea on does, their like, wall. a burst of air into the toilet? Yeah, and, and, and sometimes if you don't get a good suction yeah. and a good closure, you do it, and then it just... It shits in your face. <laughs> you know, and she's already a bitch. Funky. She's already an asshole. You don't need her to be pooping right in your eyeball. You know what I mean? That's how you get pink eye. <laughs> but all that being said, I just say stay away from your CO2 plunger. Okay? Now, the best kind of plunger for something like this is a bellows plunger. A bellows plunger mm-hmm. is kind of like an accordion plunger, like mini accordion plunger we were talking about before. Mm-hmm. But a bellows is a big version of that, and it's all plastic. And it's just like, it's hard to get a, a good, like, proper suction on it because it's plastic and not rubber. Mm-hmm. But if you angle it and you put it nice and tight against the hole, and then you pump it, like, really hard, like, three or four times, and then pull it out, mm-hmm. That the, the power that those have is not so but so. <laughs> like, I highly recommend um, having a bellows plunger. If you're someone who's like, I can't use an auger or a snake. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. A bellows plunger is your best option in that instance. Don't go to chemicals, yeah. okay, especially in toilets, okay? If this is your home, you the first thing you're going to want to ask yourself if you have a, a septic tank, mm-hmm. right? Is this safe for the septic tank? 
And the option is a lot of times those chemicals are not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So keep those kind of things in mind and don't use chemicals if you can avoid it, right? I see people use Green Gobbler in this instance. I fucking a Green Gobbler is typically safe for a septic tank, mm-hmm. tank, I think. I think you can check me on that. But Green Gobblers do not have the strength they need to be able to take care of clogs that are having problems like this. So, also, they got to go through water in order to solve the problem. And typically, they get diluted before they get to that. So, this is what I suggest. This is what I think will be the best option for you. There's something called the closeted auger. And that does not mean that the auger is going through like a gay crisis. <laughs> the, <laughs> the auger is, it has like a big sleeve on it. It's an up and down, it operates kind of like a pump. You pull up and the auger itself, this like four foot wire goes up into the tube and then you push it down mm-hmm. and then it goes out the tube and it's just four feet. It's not super long. It seems a little intimidating because they can be really big and they're like big pipes mm-hmm. that you hold in your toilet, but they they have a nice soft plastic like casing around it where it fits into the like where the hole is for yeah. the toilet where all the poop goes and <laughs> it fits in there just nice and snug you know it's like a good butt plug you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. see maggie i'm the dirty one for this episode but yes, also <laughs> maggie's looking at me because i'm holding my two fingers <laughs> you know in that way <laughs> i'm just yeah i'm holding my two fingers like i'm ready to go for a fun time and this is why i keep two of my fingernails short uh, <laughs> Oh, we're a rowdy today. But all that being said, okay, that that would be the route I would go. It fits right in there, and then you can just pull up the sleeve mm-hmm. from the auger, and then you can turn it and then push it down. That turning motion mixed in with the fact that it's a thicker auger, and it's only for the S-trap. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go anywhere else. So it's the perfect size to clear out the inside of your toilet. That will pop it right out. Like, that's going to cause a lot of blockages to be cleared up and i i really love those they're a toilet auger yeah they're they're, yeah a closeted toilet auger they're we can put one in the link in the description Mm -hmm. Uh, they're one of my favorite little things but also they're like 45 bucks you can find a cheap one for like five fifteen dollars don't get them don't get the cheap ones because they're a waste of money they don't do anything anyways so get the ones that will actually do the job that are $45, $55, $60, okay? And then your hands are very far away from the toilet yes, because you're standing up. Yeah, that was one of the concerns too, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Because Getting your hands yeah, in If there. you have the pistol grip hand auger, which mm-hmm. is like just a barrel that has a wire that comes out of it, you're going to get right up to the toilet bowl. Yeah. You know, that's pretty fucking gross. But with the toilet auger, you are standing mm-hmm. upright. And you are inserting it, and you're about three feet away from it. And when yep. you're pumping it, water doesn't typically splash at you because you're like you're slowly turning it mm-hmm. and slowly going down. You don't want to just like slam it really hard. You can if you know there's a blockage in there that's having a problem. But when you're slamming it up and down, you can also cause breakages and cracks yeah. in your toilet. So you want to go nice and slow and just turn it down and work it down the pipe. And then you can slam it up and down once you know it's in there. You know, like once mm-hmm. you know it's nice and in the right place. So that would be my suggestion with all of that. I hope that helps. Was that good? That was great. That felt good. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. 
Also, one of the funniest fucking voice messages <laughs> ever. A lot of character. Yeah, a lot of character. You know me. I love my characters. I'm like, TBS. <laughs> oh, that's an old reference. God, if, if there's younger uh, Gen Zs listening to this, they're like, what's fucking TBS? Look is, it up. Google is, it. <laughs> is TBS even around anymore? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I don't have cable. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Wait, what's cable? <laughs> All right, everybody. We're really aging ourselves. Here. I want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to the Handyman podcast. It means the world to me. Like, for real, I love that we can always do this show, and it always makes me feel good to answer these questions and have a good time. I want to say a big thank you to my wonderful co-host, Maggie Conrad. I want to say a big thank you to Matthew Hag who made this whole thing sound good. <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you to my entire staff for putting this whole thing together, and for Ziggy, mm-hmm. our newest hire, one of our newest hires now to find and pick all the questions for you. Killing it. All of that being said, keep in mind my book is coming out on mm-hmm. August 22nd, Safe and Sound, A Renter's Friendly Guide to Home Repair. It is already surpassed 20,000 copies sold. Mm-hmm. We're really proud of that book. It's doing so well. We will be doing a 50-city-plus book tour sometime in the fall. None of the cities are officially officialized, <laughs> so don't get you know too excited yet or start asking me where I'm going. But just be aware, the book tour is coming, okay? Everyone, thank you so much. And until next time, remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. The theme song for the Handyman Hotline was written by Rody Walker. The questions were picked out by our production assistants, Ray and Basil. And the sound was engineered by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. She'll teach you how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The trans hair.